Let's face it. As consumers, we don't know what we don't know. Finances are an intricate puzzle. If you miss even one small piece, it can make a big difference and become out of focus. Welcome to Your Finances, Know You Can, with Wesley Forster, President and Senior Financial Strategist at HSI Financial Group. In this podcast, Wes and his dedicated team of financial professionals provide the guidance you need to build your ideal financial lifestyle and reach your goals. Stop flushing money down the drain and losing it needlessly and unnecessarily. Join in as Wes empowers you to arrive at your destination and swap uncertainty for confidence and choose where you want to go. Now, on to the show. It's easy to talk about market volatility. It's managing those swoops and surges where the expertise of your advisor should sparkle. I'm Patrice Sikora with your host, HSI's Wes Forster and J.P. Chevalier of IA Financial. But Wes, why don't you start by introducing J.P.? We haven't had him on before. Yeah, of course. And, and, and J.P. has been managing some portfolios. We, 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 select our, we, we select our managers and take great pride in the managers that we select because we know those managers. We, we, are, we have conversations with them. And I think this is what's really, really important when somebody's managing your money for, them, for you that it's not some mystery advisor, mystery portfolio manager. You, you really want to know what the heck's going on. And this is, a, is actually critical when it comes to your, your money, your finances. So JP has been managing uh, several portfolios, not just on our private side, on our clinic, for our clinical clients, but also on, on group pensions and, and group RSPs, that, that sort of thing as well. So that's why I chose JP to speak to this podcast, because I think that you know, he can speak to both sides. Uh, we can give some tips here and, 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 you know, keep you out of trouble. That's the idea is to keep people out of trouble. And the only way you can keep you out of trouble is if you understand, if you don't understand, or if you're brainwashed to think nowadays, it's all about the fees. We'll talk about some fees here in just a bit too, but JP, give us a, a little, a short, you know, two, three sentences of your background and, and experience, and then we'll, we'll jump in. Sure, sure. Well, thanks. Thanks, Wes, for having me. Pleasure to be here today. As you can hear, I'm born in Quebec City, uh, <laughs> Quebec provinces. I've been, you know, quite doing a lot of sports when I was young and, and really always been driven to, towards the market in my life. So I played a lot of basketball. That led me to uh, university, Laval University in Quebec. I uh, studied accounting at first. Then uh, really, I mean, we had this, this big market room with the Bloombergs and everything. And that, that really attracted me, attract me towards the, the equity markets. So I uh, did that. And then uh, 2012, I was looking for a job. Go at the only place where, you, you know, big money was being managed in Quebec City, which was Industrial Alliance. Uh, got hired there. I worked with a gentleman, Canadian portfolio manager, Marc Gagnon, for many years. Learned really how to pick stock, how to be disciplined, how to, you know, manage the risk, uh, go for the opportunities when the times come. And fast forward, 2014, 15, um, I start to really design a, let's call it a, a, a new kind of strategy. So everyone was growth or value in this business. And I say, hey, why don't we go, why don't we try something different? And then I, I, I saw the, the thematic style of, of managing money. 
design a strategy, went to my boss, they say, okay, GP, it's great. Why don't you try? We'll give you a chance to, to fall. We'll give you a chance to really miss on this opportunity. And I'm saying that with a smile. It's what my boss told me. I mean, um, he meant, you know, you, you're going to, first year is going to be tough. So, so here's a few, you know, play money so you can make, a, make some mistake before the real game begins. And at first, you know, the first two years were great. They did a few mistakes. And after that, we launched a fund for investors across Canada, uh, met with US a few times. I went to your annual event. I think last time it was held, 2019. Yeah, it, was quite, no, well, yeah. it was quite a while ago that, that we did that. No. Yeah, yeah, it was great. I remember that at the um, Heritage was, Park. Heritage, Heritage Park, exactly. Really great place. Met, yeah. met a lot of great people there. So yeah, so I've been managing money for many years now. Uh, it's really a passion for me. Uh, now we're building a thematic team. Uh, so we're hiring people. So, uh, so here we are in a nutshell. You manage some group benefits programs for us too on the, on the American equity side. And, and you have your fingers in a few, few other funds, but that thematic one is interesting. And it, it does sort of form a, a uh, platform for all the other ones you do as well. I, I know a comment that what I liked about the, the thematic fund, the way you described it is you're on the same sort of program as uh, David Fingold in Picks and Shovels. Uh, would you agree with that comment? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So yeah, I was speaking on the thematic as we're really the first fund. Now I, I manage uh, more money, more different strategy. That US equity is also uh, quite interesting. And yeah, the way I approach it, it's always about... The way I see it, there, there's always always risk in the market. So, you know, mm-hmm. one year it will be political. A few years ago, it was China-US relationship. This year, it's inflation. So every year, there, there's new risk coming up. Exactly. So, so for us, is to find companies that, you know, where I would say that, that are not really affected by, by those risks. But I should maybe specify by saying companies that are outside the debate, Okay, because sometimes people will run towards the risk. Okay, this stock has been hit too much by this situation. It's time to buy it. We don't think like this. We think you should always aim at places in the market that are a bit isolated to the, you know, the current thing, current sets of problems where the spotlight is maybe not on right now, but that have all the margin, where management have all the margin of maneuver available to really uh, highlight uh, the business model and, and grow, take advantage of their growth opportunities. So yeah, I mean, avoiding problems, I guess, I guess in life, AOS, it's something yeah. we should, we should focus on, not runs yeah. towards the problem, maybe uh, not, yeah. avoid it a little bit. Well, you, you kind of diversify your portfolios by being your, the companies that you uh, are selecting on a, more so than not are the companies that are supplying the, the producers. Uh, I think you described it. That, I don't know what the, the one that you use, but the technology that goes into electric cars, as an example, you're not buying necessarily the, the, the manufacturer of the electric cars. You're you're buying the companies that are supplying the the electric uh, the manufacturers of the electric cars. Is that safe to say? Yeah, yeah, it's a good example. I mean, the theme of uh, smart energy electric vehicle. Like right now, we don't own Tesla. To say mm-hmm. the obvious name there, because it doesn't make sense from a valuation standpoint. Mm-hmm. And it's really something that, you know, there, there's, there's been a rise of thematic investing. A lot of people talk about Park Invest, Catty Wood, and all of that, but we don't go at the same school of thoughts of those, those products. I mean, and what I mean by that, 
everything has to make sense from a valuation standpoint. It's really important, mm -hmm. protects mm -hmm. the downside. And to your example, so we, we don't own Tesla, but right now to, to play this, this space, we own, you know, Freeport McMorris, which is a, a copper miner. Mm -hmm. You know, because there's a lot of copper that goes in EVs, as an example. Mm -hmm. So, so fine, yeah, the pick and shovel, the 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 second, third order derivative to take advantage of long-term secular structural trend, mm -hmm. and on the other side, always go with quality company that will really stabilize the risk profile of the portfolio. Right now, there's ton of them that are on sales. So that that's, I mean, right now, I mean. You can sense the fear in people when people talk to you. But for yeah, me yeah, in my day job, it's like, hey. You're excited. Yeah, yeah this exactly, is good stuff. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I'm on the same page as you there. I'm, I'm fist pumping right now because I know that we've got opportunities. And the unfortunate thing is people, the consumer investor is not taking advantage of those things. And, and like I say, then they'll take the reins out of your hands and or they're driven. Like, we're, like I say, we're going to come back to this in just a bit. Uh, by fees. So let, I want to talk about that. But let's, for the one people that are listening that don't understand what we're talking about when we talk about picks and shovels, this goes back, this, this, this analogy goes back to the gold mining days. And, and back in those days, the companies, the, the people that made money in the gold rush were not the prospectors, mm -hmm. but the people that were supplying the prospectors with the picks and shovels. So those, those people still had to buy those things right? In order to, to go out and do what they wanted to do to try and find the gold. But if they failed, the other cut that, that pick and shovel company is still going, they're still giving, you know, selling those picks and shovels. That's what you're essentially doing. Uh, it makes a heck of a lot of sense. Obviously it's logical. And, uh, and unfortunately, you know, in, in this day and age, we're, we're chasing things. That's what you were saying earlier is that we're ch we chase things and we don't even know what we're chasing. This is JP's job. This is what he does all day long. What I do all day long is financial planning. And, and that's what HSI does, my, my team at HSI. Then we go out and we select managers. We've got several managers like JP, but we, and we understand them. We talk to them. So we got this relationship. If JP were to move, and I like JP, uh, I have faith in JP. I, and I fa have faith in his processes and so on and so forth. Uh, and if he ha happened to jump ship and he went to another company, I would know that. And if, he, if, he, if his philosophy hasn't changed, I'm probably going to follow him over there. Okay. Now with other, uh, you know, in this industry, what happens is, you know, if, if uh, the bank's uh, superstar portfolio manager leaves the bank, they're not going to tell you about that. Okay. They'll just, they'll just replace them and hope things go on from there. But that's not the way we, we approach things at HSI. Then the other thing when we're talking about fees, I think this is really important. People are chasing fees. They, they, you know, there's this, this, this one company that's out there. Uh, their banter is, is that you're going to save, you know, uh, you'll make 30% more for your retirement mm -hmm. if, because you're losing all this money in fees. That is, that is terribly, terribly misleading. What's more important is understanding the portfolio you're in. If you're in an index, which an ETF pretty much is an index, uh, when it goes down, it's going down. And if you're left alone, by yourself, because it's typically the person that's a do-it-yourself or that picks these things. And when it's good, it's good. It's like the little girl with the curl. When she's <laughs> good, she's real good. And when she's bad, she's real bad, right? And that's that's the way the markets are. And as we were talking about earlier, they're fickle too at the same time. But I'm just looking at a, at a, at a an index here, the, the TSX Composite Index, and it going back to 1970, what is that, 76? 
1975, person invests $10,000 in that. Have you seen this one, JP? Uh, what we might do is we'll see if we can put that in, in, our, in a graphic, uh, Patrice. Uh, I'll have to sure. get that to you. But, sure. uh, but I'm, sure, I'm sure the bottom line is over the long term, you don't lose, right? Yeah, well, well no. The, the bottom line here is, is that people who try and time the market that don't know what they're doing, uh, yeah. that, and if they miss the best 10 days during that period of time, just 10 days from 1975 until 2021, if they miss 10 days, they would be out a difference of, if they had stayed in the market and let their, their, their portfolio manager take care of things, they would have been up uh, a difference of almost $600,000. Oh, yeah. That isn't significant. That's 10 days. Hmm. So this is somebody who's trying to time it in and time it out. If they missed 20 days, it changes by it's staggering. It's a staggering amount of money that, that I, I want to say over and over again is worth more than, you're getting what you pay for. So if you're not paying anything, you're not paying anything in fees, you've got nobody holding your hand to make the right decisions, amazing financial decisions that fits your ideal lifestyle. If you've got nobody to do that for you, and if you don't understand what the portfolio manager is doing, you're going to hurt yourself more by, by not knowing what to do. And of course, yes, you're saving on the fees, but you're losing out on the, on the overall growth of your, of your investments. And this well, is the point that I wanted to make. Wes, Patrice here, JP, yep. the two of you. Mm -hmm. Market timers looking at the short term anyway. You've got to have, explain to your people that they're looking at the long term. Well, and yeah. how difficult is that to do? Can they be disciplined enough to, to continue to look at the long term? No, they can be, you know, but unfortunately, there's only a small percentage of the, of the consumer investor that, that uh, prospers from this because, in fact, they're, they're, it's all driven by emotion. Uh -huh. And, and so if, if the market's going down, it's, that's a terrible thing. That's the perception. It's a terrible thing. We don't understand that it's actually a blessing. It's, it's like weeding the garden. Okay. <laughs> you get a healthy garden, you got to weed that garden, but you go ahead, JP, you, you speak yeah, to that. Yeah. You, that's, that's a great, great point. And, and maybe if I, if I, forget, if I could add to that, I mean, mm -hmm. the first thing to do when, you know, uh, I was about to say all hell's break loose, but when there's volatility, when, when there's fear, especially in the market, is to, to stick to the plan. And, and to your point, for that, you need a plan. I mean, if you're by yourself, many people by themselves don't really have a plan. They, they go day by day with the emotions. So, I mean, that, that's the first thing. I was listening to a very senior portfolio manager just the other day. He was saying, whatever you're doing, don't stop doing it when things, I mean, turns a little, little, uh, little south in the mm -hmm. market. Because again, to your point, when you miss the, the best days, I mean, it, it's gonna it's gonna make so much of a big impact over the long term. And the thing that people, if I maybe one one thing really important to understand is those best days are usually at the bottom, okay? Mm -hmm. Because the market usually tend to flush and then recover very very rapidly, okay? Because when you sell to avoid, let's say, the next five percent drawdown. Okay, that imply another decision is to buy at the right time. The first decision I would say is pretty easy. I mean, uh, sometimes I see stocks. Okay, you know, uh, it might go down another six, seven percent, but but I don't sell because you know what? I think over 12, 18 months it's going to be worth much more. The same thing for for the overall market. People want to avoid the next five percent drawdown, but then they don't have 
vision of the future. No, nobody has vision of the future, basically. No. So, so they don't know how to perfectly time it at the bottom because right at the bottom is where the, the fear is going to be the higher. The, 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 yeah, exactly. exactly. You think it's just going to get worse and worse. Exactly. And, that's, and again, it's just the perception of worse and worse. I remember back in March of 20, 2020, Mm -hmm. And uh, we, uh, we called every one of our clinical clients, private clients, every one of them, and told them what the opportunity here that's presenting itself. And it's just, it's, it's, it's an amazing opportunity. Now, they listen to that, some of them. Now, many of our clients have been with us for a long period of time are going, yeah, okay, whatever you say, Wes, kind of thing. Well, we're going to do what you tell us to do. They're disciplined. They listen. They're coachable. And, they're, and then you go back to this, this old adage about, the rich getting richer. Well, how do the rich get richer? Well, they hire people to do this for them. Mm -hmm. And this is where, this is where we come in. You know, this, yeah. is what, this is what we do. This is what JP does all day long. And this is what I do with all, everybody else. That's a strategic partner with us. Our lawyers, we make sure that that whatever law that we want them to, uh, to address for us, that's what their discipline is. The, the accountants, they're professionals. They're not people doing it in their basement. They're professionals. And this is what we do. And, and this is what's going to get you from A to B. What we, and, and to your point, Patrice, about long-term, I, I kind of avoid that statement because what the media has done and what some of these other companies have done is they've, they've kind of mocked that, that, uh, that point about things being long-term, but the reality is it's still long-term. There's two ways to look at things, saving and investing. And it's a matter of working that out with your financial planner, what you're doing, are you saving or are you investing? They're two different things and you've got to treat them differently. And then and that is very important. It's incumbent on that financial planner to make sure that they understand what you're trying to do. This is where people get really disappointed with their advisor because their advisor is not listening to them. This is when there's, there's um, confrontation. Uh, this isn't what I expected. Well, you see, the advisor is going one way and the, the client's going the other way. There wasn't a clear understanding. And this is, this is just all these things that we're talking about here are critical to your success. Uh, the advisors need to be listening. Uh, we need to be listening to the portfolio managers. And of course, you know, whatever it is, whatever component of the financial plan, we have to have good information so we can help them, the client, make good financial decisions. So speaking to our, our clients that are uh, you know, invested through a group, uh, a pension program or group RSP. If you're not, if you're not talking to us directly, you know, and you can talk to us, you know, we'll, we'll give you some information, some contact information here. You can't talk to JP directly because that's not what he does. Uh, he's there managing the portfolio for us. Uh, he does come out though from time to time and, and other of our, some of our other managers will come out from time to time and we'll put on a, a large event and, and there'll be a guest speaker there. Uh, that's, that's about as close as you get to them because their job is to be engaged in, uh, managing the portfolio all day, every day. And that's what he does. But what I'm saying to you is that if you don't have somebody, uh, if you're trying to do it yourself, uh, I, I caution you on that. You're missing out. If you're in a group program, talk to your financial, uh, planner, advisor, to make sure they're doing a plan, a real, a genuine plan for you that, that uh, is designed so you reach your ideal lifestyle. And then you, you're picking out, you have this menu from the group uh, pension department at your company, and it'll tell you what, 
what companies that you can, you can choose from. You can contact us and you can say, you know, which, what do you think, Wes? There's some things that we have to do to supply you with uh, advice, but we'll, we'll address that too. But you can do this with other financial advisors, uh, financial planners. They can, they can speak to it for you and uh, make some good choices. And the fees, of course, too, are, are very reasonable within these group programs, very reasonable. We can include JP in that portfolio for you because it's on your menu from us. But all I'm saying is that what's going to keep you in that position so you understand when things go down, this isn't, this isn't the sky falling. This is a good thing, okay? It's, it's again, you want a nice green garden, you got it. You got to go through there and weed the garden. So you think about uh, corrections and recessions and, and I was going to say depressions, recessions and crashes even, is this is that time to weed the garden. Those don't last a long time. That's a, that's a, a bear market. Your bull markets last far longer than your bear markets. Okay. Now, JP, maybe what you can do is just speak to what are the, some of the things that you're positioning yourself in right now to take care of or take advantage of the inflation, take, take, take advantage of, of uh, interest rates uh, where they're going, that type of thing. What are you doing to take advantage of that? Sure. sure. Well, like you said, there's a lot of, lot of, I like to call them the current thing. So the, the, the things that people are worried about, it changes every year. Uh, this year, there's a longer list. <laughs> you mm -hmm. just uh, talk about inflation. There's mm -hmm. the war, there's the Fed, all of that. I won't go, go through all of them. But for us, again, is to, to my, my first first point of of, uh, of the hour when we were speaking is to go at the place that is a bit you know isolated from all of that on one side so we really like healthcare and i remember we were speaking i think at the end of february the start mm -hmm. of march and I, i've told you that mm -hmm. i said you know wes i think things are, are it's going to be volatile probably for a few months. So, so we like to go with, with strong quality company. That's where uh, that there's a lot in the healthcare sector. So right now that's our, our biggest you know, sector in terms of weighting of the portfolio. But at the same time, we take this opportunity during these, these volatile time. I call it hunting season for us. So I come I come from rural Quebec. So, you know, I, there was a lot of hunter in my family. So, mm -hmm. so, so for me, it's hunting season. Um, to go with company that are, I, I would say, uh, and to do it in a very disciplined way, are being beaten down. I won't say that it is 100 not warranted because all companies are exposed to the economy if things are slowing down, you know. But companies where, you know, we see fundamentals right now and over the mid to long term as being very solid, clearly aligned with what we call structural growth. So those are companies where we will dollar cost average through those volatile time. What I mean dollar cost average, you know, same as with your client. I mean, I'm sure few, few uh, of your client go there and save and invest a bit every week, every paycheck. So we do the same in, in volatile time. I mean, we will buy the stock that we really like, but we don't, you know, instigate the position all at once. We will buy a little bit one week, a little bit this week. Oh, stock is down 4% today. We'll buy a little bit more here, a little bit more here. So over a span of, you know, three to four, five months, we'll, we'll have adjust the portfolio to take advantage when the market will, will, will go back up. And in the meantime, our strong quality company will help to, to, to protect the, the downside because we're not immune to the downside, but mm -hmm. we want, you know, to protect on the way down and have the right winner to overperform on the way up. 
I'll perform. And you, and, and you have some liquidity, so you can start to do some of that that that, that uh, choice selection too. Uh, and I like what you're saying too about the dollar cost averaging. So the dollar cost averaging doesn't have to be a perfect monthly thing either. It can be mm -hmm. sporadic, but you're still putting money in. And this is where people are defeated. Oh, I don't want to put any money in the market now because it's going down. Well, you see, that's the best time. You're buying the things that you said earlier when we started, you're buying things on sale. And here's, you know, what, what, unfortunately, what people do in North America, they know, well, they know exactly what they're supposed to do. Buy high and sell low. Right, Patrice? Absolutely. That's, that, that, that's, absolutely. that's the name of the game. Yeah. And I, I chuckle. I say this a lot and, and it takes people a minute or two and you go, wait, no, no, that's not what you're supposed to be doing, Wes. No, you're right. It's not, but you still do it and you're buying high and you're taking the reins out of this portfolio manager's hands. That's, you see, that's the mistake that we make. Uh, you're, these fees that we talk about, they are a spit in the river compared to what you're losing because you're not doing things in the, with discipline and the doing it the right way. It's a spit in the river. You got to be adding to this all. The time. I get people that think, well, I put, uh, you know, half a million dollars into account when I'm, you know, 50 years old, and that'll be enough for me to retire on when I'm 65, because it'll just grow, grow, grow. It, it, that's not the way it works, people. Okay. That's not, you got to keep adding to it and adding to it. And when you're, when you're in the building stages, in fact, you want the markets to be low. You, you, you should be just... So excited when we, we, we see these crashes and we see these, these uh, corrections. And by the way, a correction, that's 20%. It's not 10%. That's about where we're at right now, isn't it, uh, JP? Right around 10, 11. It's up a little bit now. We're not in a really, in a, in a real a serious correction, but that's not to say that a serious correction is not on it. We're you getting know, you, closer. You, we're, we're getting closer. We're getting, we're yeah, getting yeah. closer. Yeah. Right now, yeah. we're about at, at 16. Are we at 16? Uh, yeah, year, year to okay. date. So, so the last few days have been, have been a little bit of turmoil going on. But but mm -hmm. like you said, Wes, I mean, it's a, it's funny uh, speaking to people. And, and, and when things go down, it's like it's become consensus that thing will go down. So, mm -hmm. so I got the question, you know, when will you buy when things go down another 10%? And my answer was, but how do you know it's going to go down another 10%? I exactly. don't know it. No, I mean, no. if I knew it, uh, you know. You had the crystal ball. Yeah, exactly, if, you had, if I had yeah. the crystal ball. So, so you don't know when things are going to bottom. It's possible. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a yeah. possibility. But that's why, you know, on our side is to buy a little bit, you know, and to move towards what we see, where what group of company we really want in the portfolio. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and if quality, we're at the bottom, company. exactly. exactly. And yeah. if we're at the bottom and we're 60% done where we want to be, mm -hmm. but that's not a problem. We'll buy on the way up a little bit. And over the mm -hmm. long term, it's gonna it's gonna be great as well. So mm -hmm. and what we gotta understand that JP and my the other managers that we have at our in our stable that we've selected. I think I said, uh, Patrice earlier to you, I said, we hand selected these people. Um, you know, there's a reason why they're, they're working with us to, to manage the portfolios that the, the, the we've, we've selected, you know, we, what we want them to do is it, this is a, a statement. I think it was George Hartman, if I'm not mistaken, he wrote a book called risk is a four letter word. You read, read that book? It rings a bell. I'm yeah. Yeah. And, and I, if I recall it correctly, what he said, a quote of his was, we want to be approximately right most of the time. Exactly. To, <laughs> you know, it's it's not about being, and any, you know, the other thing too, what really annoys me is when people say to me, well, if the portfolio manager isn't making any money, we shouldn't be paying them. I'm thinking, you see, you, you, again, you're missing the point. 
this is when they do their best work. It's just a perception. They haven't lost any money, okay? In fact, they know exactly where it is. They haven't lost anything. Only you are the ones that lose the money because you go ahead and crystallize those losses. That's the mistake that we make over and over again. So I look back and I, I always say to my, my clients when they first meet them, our prospective clients is that, you know, the best thing to learn, the best way to learn on how to do this is learn from our very successful clients. And this is what we'll often do is we'll show them what's, what, what, what's made the difference. What's the difference between them and the, the average investor. And unfortunately the so-called average investor isn't doing so well most of the time. That's not a good thing. So let's learn about what, how our successful clients get to where they are. How does the rich get richer? at HSI. Okay. I think that's what people should be interested in. And we can explain that. And that comes part of what that's with the planning and all the systems that we put in place, the checks and balances, the information that we provide you. I said before, this is one, the firm HSI financial group, the, our, our team, we don't go into witness protection when the perception is, is that things are bad. Okay. We'll be talk. we'll be contacting you. We'll be bringing information like this with, with the portfolio managers. So then you understand what it is that they're doing to protect your assets. So that's going to, when you come out of this, we're coming out strong. Like JP said, we're coming out gangbusters and we're loving it too. At the same time. Yeah. The other thing, the, another statement that I, I, what bothers me when I listen to people that come to me and they'll say, well, my advisor says that, you know, uh, I'm in the same boat. We're all in the same boat. I'm saying, I don't want to be in your boat. Your boat's sinking. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I don't like that, that explanation at all. No, we're not all in the same boat. Uh, that's not our approach. And I'm not going to say that to my clients that we're all in the same boat. Like we're all down 60, 70% during a market crash. That's a terrible thing. Like really, that's the best you got. And how much am I paying you uh, to do that? So you, I'm, I cut you off, JP. I'm sorry. What were you going to, you were going to add to that? Yeah, no, I mean, it's those are great points. And uh, if I may add, uh, for people that may, may not be following, you know, the, the equity market as, as we do, but right now there's there's a real, let's call it a, a stealth bear market. And what I mean by stealth is that when you look at the, the average stock, okay, when you look at the index, when you look at S&P 500, people mm-hmm. got to understand it. It's, it, it's driven, it's market cap weighted. Okay, so obviously the bigger company will influence a lot uh, the performance. Okay, uh, as a portfolio manager, I'm not bound to buy only the biggest company. I, I can go wherever I want. I mean, my playing field is so large. So right now, if you look at the the let's take the the S and P 500. Right now, the 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 index is down about 16 percent, but the average stock, okay, is down much more than that. He's down about 25 percent. And where it gets really, I would say, interesting and exciting for me, if you go into the, the smaller cap indexes, so, so the, there's the, the small cap index in the US, uh, it's called the Russell 2000, okay? Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. index is down 25%, okay? But the average stock, okay? Uh, in that index, it's down, I have the number here, 45%, okay? So for me, there's a ton of, I mean, company that are down a lot like Mm -hmm. really a lot and and, and that's what i said earlier that you want to pick up stock that where you think the the drawdown is is unwarranted to a certain extent okay maybe that stock deserved to be down 20 but might might not deserve to be down 60 okay Mm -hmm. so that's where we came in with our discipline with our process 
doing our DCF model, really measuring what's priced in, what's the downside, what's the upside in a base case scenario, in a more optimistic scenario. We do that for every stock. And then we, we came up on top with the portfolio. So right now I would say my, my outperformance or my alpha uh, reservoir is pretty loaded. So that's why that's exciting for me. I mean, it's tough time right now, but I can see it like that. That's this reservoir. I mean, we don't have to hit 100% in each of those stock picks, but if, if we do like we've done historically, it's probably going to be uh, really exciting for, mm-hmm. for all of us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We went on a little longer than we typically do, but this is, this is good stuff because, you know, this is the stuff that, that, the client needs to, to hear, the investor needs to hear. Because like, you know, when we're talking about this, like we keep talking about, we're excited. We're, we're, we're pumped about what's going on right now. And then the, 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 the consumer's thinking, I'm not so pumped about this. This, isn't, this doesn't make me feel good. So we're kind of caught in the middle. Yeah. You know? The yin and the yang here a little bit. We want to, we want to, we're working for them. We want them to do the right thing. They've heard this some of this time, some of the stuff that we're talking about. They've heard they've heard some of it before, and and they think, well, I'm doing this with blind faith. No, you're not doing it with blind faith. We have a, we've factored these things into your financial plan. So you go back to that comment, Patrice, about long term. We factored it into your plan. See, and if you don't have a written plan, financial plan, there's nothing there to validate that. So if you're talking to somebody that's just trying to gather assets and, and they don't do the planning, the financial planning side of it, it's hard for them to validate that you're going to be okay. Whereas you come to HSI, we're going to sit you down. We're going to show you when we did your financial plan, we factored this in. Okay. So you don't have to panic. You've got that instant feeling of relief. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I, I, I feel a lot better now. I'm not going to have to go back to work when I'm 75 years old. Uh, this is a good thing. No, exactly. That's what planning is all about. Okay. But we still need to get, we have to understand what we're invested in. We have to understand those people that are looking after it, why we're doing what we're doing. And that hence is what we're doing here today. So, you know, is there anything you want to add? Uh, and Patrice, you can jump in too, but is there anything you want to add uh, as we close here? JP? Sure. It just strikes me how, you know, we, in times of turmoil like, like this, the, on my side, on your side, Wes, for, for mm-hmm. everyone, for the clients, for, it's the same thing. We have to stick to the plan. For me, it's my investment process. Mm-hmm. Uh, for people, it's their long-term plan. Like I've told you, like the earlier this week, my mentor basically saying, it's time where you have to more than ever follow your process, what make what brought you success in the past. And really don't don't become a macroeconomist, just stick to stock picking is what you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, is what brought you this job, is what brought you this this uh, asset under management. So yeah, same thing for me, same thing for everyone. Let's just stick to to the process. I guess it's yeah, yeah. the best advice I, I had in my career. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it resonates a lot with me. Well, you and I have to be aware of those things. We have to be aware of that, that this, this exists, demographics and geopolitical events, and uh, the list goes on. I mean, um, what was the other thing I was thinking about here? You know, finance, taxes. We have to understand that that goes on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not oblivious to it uh, nope. by no stretch of the imagination, but it's still about what we're concerned is how does it affect the company that I just bought, that you just put into that portfolio? 
and that's what your job is and that's and my job it, and my job here wes yeah 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 <laughs> uh, i have a job here jp that i do every single episode wes how can listeners reach you so you see, there's a number of ways you can get in touch with us you can get in touch with us by you know going to our website at hsifinancial.com uh and there's a number of things you can do there you can listen to more of our podcasts there okay so you can click on the podcast and, and listen in there and there's several there that, that uh have been out since i don't know how long we've been doing this patrice but for a little while forever uh, you can get it forever yeah, thank you and client care you can get a hold of us by email at client care at hsifinancial.com and then finally of course you can phone the office in calgary that's the head office our, for hsi is 403 269-4640. And uh, of course, you can go get a hold of us by uh, uh, toll free at 1-888-816-7020. So there's the, there's the, you know, and, and, and you don't have to just ask for me, for goodness sakes, we got the team there. We can explain to you, you know, the other managers that we have. In fact, Mark Gagnon is, is one of our managers and, and David Fingold. And we're going to get some of those guys on the call too. Uh, on the podcast as well at some point in time or another, but you know, JP, what I, what I, I, why I brought him on, like I said, was because he manages some of that, uh, those group portfolios as well. And uh, so anyways, it was a great discussion. But, great. Insight. I think so. Really? Yeah. I appreciate good. you joining yeah. us, JP. I'm yeah, glad well, you could. Was, uh, it was great. I really like, uh, you know, having those uh, open discussion. Uh, we could go on all afternoon, I guess. We could. But, uh, <laughs> I, I guess we'll have to stop. But, yeah, we'll have to but stop. Th thanks for having me and uh, happy to do it again at some point uh, in the future. Absolutely. Appreciate Excellent. that. All right, folks, we will hear from both of you, I hope, again very soon. For all you listeners, follow this podcast to get the latest insights from Wes and his team and share with friends, family, and colleagues. Thank you for listening to Your Finances Know You Can, the show that teaches you what you don't know about your finances. Have questions about topics covered during the show? Visit hsifinancial.com, email us at clientcare at hsifinancial.com, or give us a call at 403-269-4640 or 1-888-816-7020. Don't forget to click the follow button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted does not represent any consumer or individual. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor, qualified financial planner, or qualified service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.